Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning life coach and mentor, two times best-selling author, law of attraction YouTuber, speaker and badass entrepreneur. My mission is to awaken and inspire women to turn their dream life into an abundant reality and to help them create their positively wealthy life full of abundance, happiness and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I'm super excited to have the lovely Matt Khan with us today. So Matt, if you didn't know, is the author of the best-selling books, Whatever Arises, Love That, Everything is Here to Help You, and The Universe Always Has a Plan. He is a spiritual teacher and highly attuned empathic healer who serves the awakening and evolution of all sentient beings through his heart-centered offerings. His global audience is finding the support they seek to feel more loved, awakened, and empowered powered to the greatest possibilities in life during this critical time in history. Thank you so much, Matt, for being here today. Well, thanks for having me. It's such an honor to be here on this badass podcast. Yeah, we're getting badass (laughs) today, Matt. Badass. Badass. (laughs) (laughs) I am so looking forward to this conversation because I followed your work for a while. Ironically, Hay House sent me your healing deck a few years ago Mm -hmm. and I've loved it ever since. I was like, who's this Matt? I need to find out who Matt is. So I'm so excited that we can have this conversation today and share your beautiful wisdom with everybody. But one question I love to start the podcast off with and I ask every guest is when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? My goodness. Well, you know, it's a really interesting question because I always, I tend to talk about this experience when I was eight years old and I found myself in a garden and I met who turned out to be the energy of Jesus. And it led to quite the beginning of my journey, let's just say. But if I think about awakening, because I've had so many different awakenings through my life, I've had so many profound experiences of Kundalini awakening, moments of going through dark night of the soul, right? Overcoming, and integrating the ego and, and becoming allies and friends with all the different conditions within me. You know, when did my awaken really, awakening really begin? And what's really interesting is as you go through these awakenings, you think it begins as the first experience. 
And mm. every experience after that is like the next, no, no, this was my first awakening. Because when you awaken, you awaken into such a timeless dimension, right? That every awakening feels like the beginning. And so if I talked about when I was eight, that would be the linear beginning. But then every experience after that has been a newer beginning. And then it gets to a point where every breath is nothing but a new beginning of renewal. So if I said, when did my awakening begin? I would probably say this breath right here. Oh, best answer we've ever had, Matt. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love that though, because I think like you say, it makes total sense of that linear beginning when you were eight, that linear beginning for me six years ago. But you're right, yes. you know, we have so many multiple awakenings and uh, you know, breakthroughs and shifts where we're like, wow, now this is a new version of me. And wow, I yes. got through that dark night of the soul. And then this happened. So I definitely think like you say, you know, there's so there's multiple awakenings, but every new breath is an awakening. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. And, you know, in addition to that, just as a moment of love and gratitude, if we can all as spiritual beings, awakening beings, give some gratitude to all of our friends and family who have to listen to us on a daily basis, weekly basis, go, no, guys, you don't understand. I've been reborn. This is a new beginning. I, I'm at a level I've never been to before. And th this is the experience. And for someone who is maybe being primed for that experience, it sounds crazy. But in our experience, it literally is a new beginning or we're entering into a new timeline, a new mm. version of ourself. And so we're really just becoming aware that we are always going through this ever rebirthing process into the beauty of our eternal being. Mm, love that. Love all of that, <laughs> Matt. So your work talks a lot about letting go, which is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it's been one of my biggest challenges in life and still yeah. is. It's definitely a work in progress. But what are your golden rules for letting go? Oh my goodness. Well, I think the biggest letting go is, you know, I think sometimes in spirituality, we, we think of letting go like learning karate. Like, I'm going to learn these steps, and then I'm going to go practice these steps, and here's what's going to happen, right? And I think in reality, what we learn in the spiritual path is, you know, there is letting go. But I think when we get into the complexities of how to let go, I think what we, we, we sense is letting go, like if I said, you are not in charge of letting go, you are the one being let go of. And so, you know, in a lot of my teachings, I teach about self-love and loving yourself. And we're loving our hearts to soften our edges, to regulate our nervous system, which then peacefully allows the ego to let go of you. Because if you're trying to be in charge of letting go, it's really pushing away, which is self-denial, self-judgment. Then the ego, which is the inner child, dressed up in its conditions, says I'm being pushed away again and rejected. So I've got to now put on my scary Halloween costume and become the shadow and scare this person into loving me. Mm. Amen. And do you know what? You're the first person who <laughs> agrees to me that the ego is the inner child. I say this yes. all the time and people are like, no, 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 it's separate. And I'm like, Matt gets it. Matt gets it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, thank you. It's a very big misunderstanding. And I think if we think this is how I would present it right? The, the, the ego is the inner child and our history of wounds, our fears, and our judgments is the clothing the inner child wears that it took on from its environment in attempt to fit in. Mm -hmm. 
And so when we look at people in the world that are acting egregiously without compassion, we, we look at people who are acting in a way that seems competitive instead of cooperative, and it's us against them and me versus you. This is really a child hiding in an adult body who is frustrated that it doesn't feel like it fits in. And just by seeing that pain, we are in we are allowing that being to be included in the light. The light it doesn't realize is always saying yes to it because it's too busy trying to be acceptable and the most desirable version of itself to the outside world. Mm, so true. So true. And I really liked what you said there about um, the ego and letting go, because I can definitely even witness in myself, like when I came on my letting go journey, I was like, right, step one, step two, step three, but that's still control. That's the control in me that wants right. to process to let it go, even though <laughs> there right. is no process. So it's that's so right. funny how we try and find a process and then a process and then a process, but actually sometimes with these spiritual concepts and actually how the world works, we, we can't always have a process and we always have to unlearn the learning of the process. That's right. And literally sit there. And I think mm -hmm. for me, who was a workaholic, I definitely had inner child wounds a few years back ago of like workaholism, routines, perfectionism. I mean, I'm a Virgo to be fair, but it was, <laughs> it was wounded. And, you know, for me, it was really hard to just sit there and really sit still and be like, right, actually, the universe can guide me and help me to let go through, like you say, self-love, self-care, coming back to that place without needing a process, needing to control. So I think a lot of people actually do suffer with this. And I think people love to... Um, have like a step one step two step three but sometimes you always have to say well actually it's all not linear there is no process <laughs> it's funny because as you say this and what drops in is is actually a brand new teaching because they, they drop in all day for me as a channel and as you said that i went oh this is a new teaching and i'm like oh my goodness and we'll call it unraveling control mm -hmm. the art of unprocessing how to unprocess instead of always processing, which is here's a feeling, let me trace it back to an early memory, right? Mm. A lot of associations, a lot of uh, rationalization, rationalizing of our experiences. But what happens if we unprocess, which means to unravel our attachment to a process, like you so beautifully said, and we sit and we feel and we let just feeling do the unraveling. Definitely. Well, me and my friend George will sign up to that instantly <laughs> <laughs> because me and George talk about this all the time. You might have heard of him, George Lizos. And um, he used to, we, we say this all the time. And he, he voice noted me the other day when I was, um, again, trying to control something. And he was like, Emma, you and I, we love a process. And he's like, there is no process with this. You're just going to have to actually let something unfold and actually not know and not control and not try and, you know, see ahead and actually you just sit in the present moment and feel it and I was like this is the worst advice you've ever given me George I don't like it <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard a friend tell a friend so let, let it be known George you're amazing thank you I love you George that was fantastic I love that so talking about healing leads me on perfectly to our next question. So why do you feel healing is important along our spiritual journey? And where do you advise people start? Because I think a lot of people feel overwhelmed with mm. like inner work, healing. I know there's some stuff to work on, but where do we start? Although we've just said there is no start. Where do we start? Right. 
Where do we start? How do we process? Right? Let's make it into a process. But in, in, in reality, you know, what, what the healing journey really is, is a healing journey is an opportunity to <clears throat> unravel, what's a good word, unravel the conditioning you took on from either your family or the world and society in view. And the reason we do this is to not live our lives as a limiting reflection of our family's conditioning, to not just be another expression of karmic societal echoing, but instead to actually unravel or set aside the many layers that have been projected upon us and we've projected onto ourselves that allows us to come out from hiding underneath layers of a thousand blankets and to actually show the world the most unique expression of divinity that only each of us can embody. And so it's, it's, it's a process of communing with divinity, aligning with your spirit, it's a way of supporting the evolution of humanity because what you heal in yourself, you're helping to heal in the world through the law of oneness. And you are also giving the world an opportunity to know the uniqueness of you while also bringing your gifts into your reality, which occurs as we heal the emotional densities in our cellular body, creating enough space for the light of our souls to step forward and to perhaps shine a frequency of light that only we were born and destined to bring to this planet. And so if we think of this, my job, <laughs> if we think of this, uh, my job, um, this undertaking, it can seem overwhelming, where do I begin? And it always begins in the emotional body. It begins with stopping in this moment, taking a pause, and with the utmost sincerity, we tune into our heart and we ask ourselves the question, what do I need that either other people can't provide me? That might upset me that other people won't provide me. Mm -hmm. What do I need that perhaps only I can give to myself on an emotional level? And when we start to see through the associations of, I buy this to feel that, I become this character to feel this way, I acquire this level of status to feel this way. I amass this much money in my account to feel this way. When we separate how we feel from what we seek. We find that it is the gift of our attention, the blessing of our own self-love, the willingness of our own self-care, and the grace of our own self-compassion that allows us to start transforming from the inside out when we take our time to be with ourselves, perhaps the way no one else has. Mm, so so true and I think it's giving ourselves permission isn't it to yeah. allow ourselves to go in to sit with ourselves become our own best friend which is all in a child work like <laughs> it's funny how it all kind of like interweaves into one because like you say we've got the emotional body the physical body the spiritual body mm. and you know we've got that inner child in us as well so it's really becoming like best friends with all those aspects and like you say having compassion and and allowing it more than anything I think a lot of the time people as well I'd love to hear your thoughts on this like they try and like force the inner work they're like well everybody's mm. doing the inner work it's fashionable <laughs> I need to do so fashionable. and I'm like celebrate it if you haven't got any triggers celebrate that that is a massive mm -hmm. positive and when it's ready it will come up I mean what, what's your thoughts on that 
Well, I think it's interesting because I think there can be an assumption that inner work is always dealing with discomfort. And if I'm not in discomfort, I'm not evolving. Or if my conversations with other people isn't a dumpster dive into fearful feelings, then we're not really connecting in intimacy, you know? And, and with all due respect, because I, I love when we come together to connect and to really support each other through the feelings that we don't know how to make our way through by ourselves. This is the gift of companionship and community. This is the way of unity consciousness. However, on the spiritual path, if there are things to face and feel that feel of a negative variety, it will make its presence known. We don't have to go looking for something as if I'm going to quickly look ahead of time to negate or escape being triggered and embarrassed by my behavior. That's not really how life works. So if it's coming up, we look at it. If it's not coming up, we then go into a different side of spiritual practice, which is if there's negative emotions or if negative feeling emotions that come up for me to process, I'm going to be the first one to know about it, or I'm going to notice my behavior after the fact, and then I can take some time with it. But if not feeling something negative arising, why not use the space where nothing adverse is present to actually cultivate and practice spending equal time with our positive feelings and emotions? Mm. So instead of it being, I'm going to be in the positive to escape the negative, I'm going to try to anchor such a high vibration that nothing negative happens to me, which is not actually how things work at all. <laughs> what if I actually just spent time getting to know worthiness? I am worthy of my own time. I'm worthy of my own attention. I'm worthy of making the changes in my diet and exercise that are going to bring me into a state of wellness and is going to allow me to feel safe to be seen by others around me. So I think what's really interesting is that using our intuition, the spiritual path is not Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Just about diving into despair and kind of processing as we talked about earlier. It is equally about getting to know both sides of the emotional spectrum where the emotional body, or as I say this, the self-worth within us acts as the immune system of our emotional body. Mm -hmm. And so as we start to elevate our self-worth, both from having the self-esteem to face what we thought was unthinkable and to find how courageous and brave we truly are, and to also spend time cultivating worthiness through 
gratitude and self-love and compassion for others, we start to spend time becoming more familiar with the positive states so that we don't have to kind of bounce back and forth, but just become a being who is embracing all feelings as a rainbow of emotions. Mm, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. To all of that. <laughs> and I think it's as well, like, you know, realizing our self-worth with celebration and appreciation as well. Yes. Like I literally had this conversation with a client literally today who said, do you know what, Emma, I really haven't celebrated that manifestation that came through. I was so focused on the fact that, um, so she was, she was selling a house and basically she got less than the asking price. And she said, I was so focused on the fact that I didn't get the asking price that actually I haven't celebrated the fact that I got the offer in the time frame I needed and I'm moving to the house I want to. And I was like, but trust that that money is going to come back to you in other ways. Like it doesn't just yeah. have to be from that house sale and right. the universe has still delivered your desire and given you that opportunity to move. Like we have to celebrate when things are good as well. And I think we're so conditioned to like find the negatives, find the problem. Oh, there must be something here that, you know, we can worry about or fear or, you know, stress about that actually, I think sometimes, and I've definitely found this myself that when actually everything is going well, mm. sometimes that's the scariest time like I felt the most <laughs> panicked I'm like what is this and then you know the self-sabotage self-sabotage starts to come in so I think mm -hmm. sometimes people it feels alien to almost celebrate the good or just be present in the good do you find this I, yeah and I think it's because when th good things happen the ego can't control it mm -hmm. the ego is the seeker of happiness but the ego is not the receiver of happiness so anytime you start to receive happiness the ego feels like it's being taken out of power but it's being taken out of a power it never truly had. It's being taken out of a power it thinks it has, which is an interesting dynamic. But, but I agree with you about celebrating the positives, absolutely. And in addition to that, what if we even took it deeper and said, at a certain point, the negative or adversities can be celebrated. Like, I don't necessarily in my life feel a lot of anger, you know, and that's not because I do something to make it not arise. It just, I've gotten to a place in my journey where it just doesn't really arise. If anything, laughter arises instead of most things anyway in me. Mm -hmm. um, but when I used to feel anger, the way I would work with it, and I was taught this by the universe, was I would celebrate anger. So I would feel the anger. I would literally stomp around my house and I would sing, I feel angry over and over again. And I was on the same side as anger. I didn't necessarily need to take on the narrative of belief of anger. I didn't need to act as anger's hitman and go do what anger wanted me to do. But I was the microphone for anger's rage. And I stomped around, I am angry. And it was so innocent, authentic, and lighthearted that it actually gave anger the permission to be angry, even though my consciousness wasn't willing to act out. However, anger wanted to impulsively act. And I found that to be very helpful. So what if even the things that feel so dire, what if the intensity is only so insufferable because we don't know how to bring celebration into that space, most likely because we are perceiving adverse emotions as mm -hmm. some form of karmic punishment because of how negatively we felt in the presence of our family and was interpreted to be, this is happening because of something you must have done wrong or didn't do right. And mm. so we're projecting famili familial karmic residue onto a universe that knows nothing other 
that unconditional love. Yes, love it. Unconditional love all the way. And that reminds <laughs> me of a really simple example earlier on I had in my kitchen. So I've got a six month year old puppy called Luna. Oh. And um, my, I'm, I live by myself. So obviously it's just me training her. And like the last few weeks, she's now in her teenage stage and she's kind of like regressed a little bit. And I've been feeling so frustrated because I'm like, oh my God, it looks like I have a really un, like unbehaved dog. And she just keeps biting and biting and biting my feet again where she stopped doing it. So I sat in the kitchen and she was sat there biting my foot looking like butter wouldn't melt. And I thought, you know what? This annoyance of her biting my foot reminds me that she's here. It reminds me that I've manifested her. And it reminds me that I have this love of this dog in my life, even though it's frustrating. She's here. Like if she wasn't here, I wouldn't have her biting my toes. So it just reminded me in that moment of anger and frustration and even pain of my toes that actually she's alive. She's here and she's my puppy. Um, so it was just like switching that moment of, like you say, the blaming of have I let her down? Have I let myself down? Am I doing enough training to actually switching it and being like, I can just love her for her and she can love me for me. She knows no different as a dog. Well, and what's funny about with animals, you know, what I got intuitively as you said that is that her biting your toes is her way of saying, play with me right now. Mm. And it's also the kind of a funny thing. If we think of it from ego, when the ego bites us, you know, we feel attacked, but it's saying, acknowledge me, mm-hmm. allow me to be relevant, play with me, <laughs> do something creative, go for a walk, exercise, paint something, dance around, mm-hmm. right? Cook something sing a song, let me out. That's what happens when the ego bites us. It says, let me out. When a dog bites you, when a little dog bites you, a little puppy says, play with me. When ego bites us, it says, let me out. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, that's a really, really insightful distinction. Mm. And, you know, it's so true because it's all grabbing our awareness, isn't it? It's all bringing us back into that mm. present moment and saying, look, alert, alert, play with me, let me out, let that inner child out, have fun, you know, bring yourself back to the present moment. It's good little, good little reminders. So you work with Ascended (laughs) Masters and the Archangels as well. So for anybody listening, how can we connect to the Ascended Masters and Archangels and what are the benefits of doing so? Well, when we connect with the Archangel and Ascended Masters, which I've been working with for well over 15 years and you know, I work with the Akashic Records, the Galactic Council, and I'm in meet. You know, I go into these meetings on a regular basis where I'm talking with various beings, and it's about the work I'm doing to assist humanity in ascending and in helping the planet uh, into a fifth dimensional uh, frequency and reality. Um, and the benefit of that is that the ascended masters all exist as various manifestations of our own higher self, each of them with different attributes, focuses, and themes, gifts, and abilities. But it's really just like as if our consciousness is the center of the sun and each ray of that sun is a different master and angel. And then of course, as the sun brightens, more rays are added and the rays of the sun become every person in existence. But working with the masters is just a way of, as if you were to explore a new city or a new country and you had the best tour guide who spoke the language, could teach you how to speak it, showed you where to eat, showed you the best roads. Hey, go here. You may not want to go here. So imagine working with Ascended Masters and Archangels is really just having the best tour guide when you enter a brand new frontier of awakened consciousness. And the greatest way to connect with them is to allow them to connect with you. 
And the way we allow ourselves to connect with them or to be connected with is to take moments in our day to pause, to spend time in stillness, to make time for loving our heart. And the more pauses we take, the more spaces we create, become that open line where the masters and angels can communicate with us. I love that. And I've never heard it described before as a tour guide, but I flipping love that. I'm like, that is so true. (laughs) Best places to eat, don't go there, do this. They are, they're the best tour guides around, definitely. And I think, you know, like for me, I, I love that connection I have with, you know, the archangels and even my own angel team. I feel like it's really enriched my spiritual journey over the years. I feel it's brought me comfort. It's brought me guidance. And, you know, they're my go-to team. They're like my best mates, you know, we all hang out. So for me, it's, yeah. a, you know, it's a beautiful friendship and community that's there. Like we have our friends in the physical, but also, you know, our friends in spirit as well, who are there to guide and help us. So I love that. I love how you put it. <laughs> So what are your top tips then for feeling more love and empowered in your life? Wow. Okay. Three tips. And this is a practice I often suggest, and it's something that anyone can start. And it's one that we're never going to get wrong. Right? So here's a process, a practice that will enrich your life, as you so eloquently said, will bring more love to your heart, will help you be more connected, and to skyrocket that self-worth, which is the immune system of our emotional body. Three simple things we can write in a journal every day at the end of the day. And that is, and you can do it as a meditation, you can do it as a written exercise, whatever resonates. First thing is, what did I appreciate about today? And list three to five things that you appreciated about the day. The second is, List one to five things you did right. And the third one is list one to three things that you are excited about calling into your reality. And just that simple, if we end our days with that moment of contemplation and reflection, we are able to see that every day is not a rerun of a boring TV show, that every day is the season premiere of a brand new reality. And we have to step into the co-creative magnetism of it. And the three-step process I just suggested is a really incredible way to do so. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I think so many people are so focused on their morning practice that they Mm -hmm. don't don't remember to do anything in the evening. And, you know, by the time we get to the evening, you know, stresses have happened at work, things have, you know, annoyed us, things have happened. And, you know, we're probably not feeling those positive vibes we felt at 7am in the morning anymore. You know, we're feeling like, oh, got to get up tomorrow. Got to, you know, you're thinking of like, right, what have I got to do tomorrow? So I think actually taking those moments to just reflect, (laughs) express gratitude. And I think as well, I loved what you said about um what things did we do right because we're so easy it's so easy for us to be like what did we get wrong today what did we do wrong what are we going to beat ourselves up for that actually what did we do right is a really empowering statement which again shifts that energy shifts the vibration to set you up for success the next day because you're feeling that positive energy meaning you have your morning practice and evening practice generating that consistent positive energy and awareness of thinking of the positives rather than 
what you did wrong or what's happening, all the stresses. So I love that. Super empowering. Mm. And I hope everybody who's listening is going to go try those and let me and Matt know how you get on with those. Um, So one last question I have for you, Matt, just before you go, is one question again that I ask every guest when they are leaving the podcast, sadly, of course, but on Mm. the last few minutes of the podcast is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to leave my listeners with today? Oh my goodness. What a great question. What is one piece of advice I would leave your listeners? And I'm sensing it needs to be badass advice. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. That turns every man and woman into kings and queens. And okay. What is the best piece of advice I could say? Okay. The best piece of advice I can give at this time in history because there's because this is going to temper all the ambitious energy that we put forward to try to either get it right, do it ourselves. I'm empowered. I'm in charge. I'm going to do it, right? I'm walking across hot coals. I'm going to do this. So let's temper that. And let's temper that with the simple wisdom, one simple sentence of everything is made right in time Mm -hmm. in time over a period of time everything is made right the universe creates justice everything resolved every wound healed every pain eased everything is made whole and complete in time and our job is to be in the flow with time in harmony with time not trying to win a race against time. Mm. So as we do all this ambitious, excited empowerment, can we do it in harmony with time? And when we are in harmony with time, our inner child stops feeling the remembrance of harm and stops fearing that someone will harm it. Love it absolutely love that and just so potent so potent to end the (laughs) podcast with and what an epic podcast we've covered so many great topics um and i think you know this has helped me massively but i'm sure it's gonna Mm. help everybody listening even more so where can everybody find your work matt if they want to come over and learn more about you well to learn more about my upcoming events whether they're in person or virtual you know as the world ebbs and flows um to sign up for my free Sunday newsletter and receive a free energetic activation, just go to mattcon.org. That's M-A-T-T-K-A-H-N dot O-R-G. And, you know, we'd love to have everyone join our global love revolution. And I want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity. And, and truly this podcast is badass. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I would take that as an accomplishment. It's been, that's going on my, what did I do well today? We had a badass podcast. That's what we did. But thank you so much, Matt, for bringing all your wonderful pearls of wisdom to the podcast. It has been such an honor having you here. And of course, I will put a clickable link to Matt's website in the description below so you can all go and check it out. But it's been such an honor, Matt. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and keep being amazing. Yay. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes. I really hope you've enjoyed Matt and I's conversation today. As always, you can find a clickable link to Matt's work in the description below, as well as all links and information about myself, my coaching, my videos, and everything else I have to offer. 
So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.